Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you in Oilers Now. We just heard from Ken Hitchcock. I'm going to get to some of your Heartland Ford texts. Uh, but not before I tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Very quickly. Uh, Mark has texted the show to Bonneville. Bob, not seeing Bouchard won't be a good player, but he was quote-unquote the craps. In World Juniors for Mark. Well, thanks for that, Mark. Uh, this text comes in from LB out of Calgary. Bob, in your interview with Ken Hitchcock, you could hear the urgency in his voice. Not to be down on him, but I wanted to bring up something with Rob Brown said last week. Rob thought that he was switching up lines too fast, so the players taking off a line after a mistake and therefore losing confidence and afraid to be creative from LB in Calgary. You know what, uh, LB? I would suggest to you that you'll see Ken try to stay uh, with more consistent line combinations moving forward. Cal has texted the show to Fort McMurray. Bob, excellent interview with Ken Hitchcock. I sure hope the guys get uh, there. You know uh, what together and play hard down the stretch. Hitch is a good guy and a hell of a coach. He certainly deserves better from most of these players. John D says that was an awesome interview with uh, Mr. Hitchcock. I, there's no question Ken's a very popular person in the Edmonton market. We bring aboard another guy that the fans like. Louis DeBrusque from Parts Unknown. Hello, Louis. How are you? <laughs> hey, Bob. How you doing? How's the break been for you? Well, the uh, Oilers fired Peter Shirelli on Wednesday, and I did shows the last, the last week. So how do you think the break was? Yeah, no, I hear you. You're kind of looking forward to get it going again. Yeah, right? let's get like some everybody games. Everybody is. Let's get you, you some, take some time off, and you can't wait to get it going again. That's funny how that works, isn't it? Can you imagine, like, just the, the – and I brought this up with Craig Simpson yesterday. Can you even fathom having a, a week off during the middle of the season like this around an all-star breakout? Because, as you know, in the off season, you told us you used to always schedule a, a trip at this time of the year if you knew you had a four- or five-day window. But these guys haven't played for, like, 11 days. It's incredible. You know, it's uh, it's interesting how they set it up this year. And I, I do know from having a son in the league that he was very appreciative of having a week off. 
to be able to go and uh, spend some time and relax and recoup and heal the body and get back at it. And that seems to be the consensus of the players. It's, it's a big break, but at this stage of the game, this, this time of the season, I mean, it, it's already been a grind. You're 50-plus games into the season now for these players. This allows them to recharge, regroup, get ready for the remainder of the season. I think it'll make the product on the ice better as a result because they are recharged. But uh, you know what? It's, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, I would have loved it. I think this would have been great to be able to take a you know, five- to ten-day break and, and, and relax and, and get ready for the rest of the year. I think that would have been fantastic. There's no question, though, that there is a little bit of a, um, a hangover, if you want to call it, you know, coming back in after that many days off. It, it certainly is difficult to get the body going, but it happens pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I watched the game the other night here in Boston versus Winnipeg. They played the night before in Philadelphia, lost. It was a hard-fought battle that Winnipeg won in the shootout. I thought Winnipeg had a little bit of an advantage as the game went on because they'd already played a game, and I thought Boston, you could see their legs were starting to get a little heavy, but they grinded out a tie and got a point out of it. So, um, you know, you can argue either way. The Philadelphia Flyers, when they play Edmonton, will have already played three games coming back from the break. It'll be Edmonton's first. So you tell me, is that an advantage or a disadvantage? It doesn't really matter at this stage of the game. You have to play the games, and you have to prepare yourself for each game accordingly. Um, those are the only disadvantages, I think, of a break of this, this length, is that you're going to get some teams that maybe are a little bit better ready for it coming out of it than others. We're joined by Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. All right, Louis, uh, let's cut to the chase here. The Oilers, 32 games left. Can they make the playoffs, in your opinion? Well, you know what they can if they play the right way and play like they did at the start of Hitchcock's tenure with, with the team and, and really – play stingy hockey and to me that's that's really what it's all about i, I know we, we we always want to talk on the offensive side of the game but they have enough offense to win games um the the question for me is can they defend well enough can they defend well enough protect well enough and close out teams well enough and stay in the pressure of games which they did when they were you know playing what seemed to be a more energized more team-oriented game and it worked for them. And listen, there's no question when you and I have talked about the fact that this team, when you look down the roster, there's some deficiencies throughout it. There's no question. But so what do you do to, to counteract that? You play more of a system-oriented game. You play more of a team-oriented game. And you grind out wins. And you know what? That's hard. And if you listen to Ken Hitchcock, he said it right from the get-go. What I'm asking these players to do is not easy. It's the hardest thing to do. Because everybody, every single player would like to play a freewheeling, no-hitting, passing game. Let's go out there and you know, get our feet moving and have a jolly old time on the ice. But that's not the way you win in this league. I'm sorry. The way you win in this league is you grind out wins. And I do believe that Edmonton has enough high-end skill, especially the best player in the game, that can be a game-breaker at any moment that if you stay in the pressure of a tight game, they can be the difference makers, and that's the way they have to look at it. So everything's going to have to go right for them. From the goaltender out, they're going to have to be at least to what we expect players to be, I think, for them to make the playoffs. And even if they do that, they might not make the playoffs because it's really tight, and they put themselves in a dogfight with five, six teams. So, Louie, when you go around and, and talk to – and guys call you and ask you about the Oilers, because that's how it works. You know, the other broadcasters, as they get prepped for a game against Edmonton, they'll reach out to you. What do you tell them about Clefbaum? 
because you know the the, the team seventeen twelve and two with him in, and he was playing twenty five twenty five per game. Yep. For the for the fans here, I think they know how valuable Oscar Clefbaum is to this team. I think both you and me are you know don't think he's going to be able to get back up to twenty five minutes right away when he gets back in. But what do well, you I don't know about that? You think he might be able to get up there right away? Uh, I'll tell you what I tell people when I talk about Oscar Clefbaum. I say when healthy, he's a stud. Period. Like when he's healthy, he's a dominant defenseman that can absolutely munch minutes. And I told you this before. You know, Todd Nelson years ago when Oscar Clefbaum was a young guy, and you and I talked to him a couple of times. He told me at one point he said he could have easily played Oscar Clefbaum forty-five minutes in a game, and he wasn't joking. He said, I can put this kid out there as much as I want, and it doesn't seem to make a dent in his, in his tank. He can just continue to go. So we started to see that over the last few years when Oscar Kluckbaum was healthy. He can just eat minutes, and that seems to be when he gets into the flow of the game. And talking with Oscar early in the year, that seems to be the way he likes it. It allows him to play through some of the mistakes that he's going to make, which are starting to be fewer and further between, and it allows him to really kind of get into a rhythm on the ice. And if you talk to any top defenseman in the league, Drew Doughty, Brent Burns, it doesn't matter who you talk to that plays that amount of minutes. Ryan Suter, all those guys, if you were to cut their minutes back to 15 minutes to 17 minutes a game, they wouldn't know what to do. They would never get in the rhythm of the game and they they just wouldn't be themselves. They have to play those minutes to be effective. And I think Ken Hitchcock and, and Tom McClellan, for his part in it too, for sure, started to realize that, hey, we can push this guy a little bit more we can put him out there in more situations. And it started to show that, hey, he's an elite guy when he plays those many minutes, and he was really starting to come around. Unfortunately, again, he got injured. But yeah. when, I tell, when I tell opposition people, when I tell people when I talk about Oscar Kleffbaum, I said, when healthy, the kid's a stud. I mean, he really is. There's just no denying that the kid can play. Louis, there's 31 teams in the league. That means there's 62 top two defensemen. Like, yeah, everybody, oh, he's not a he's not a top two D-man. Yeah, actually, he is a top two defenseman, yep. and the numbers suggest it. Um, he's had to grind out games. You know, he's really had an yeah. injury injury prone career, and that started over in Sweden. It carried over yep. here in North America, and it's really unfortunate, Bob. It really is. I mean, listen, I'm not making any excuses, but injuries are something you just can't control. You cannot control that. He plays hard. He plays a lot of minutes. Freaky injuries and ones that really set him back. You know, really set him back. But every single time that he's come back, he's worked himself into a position to be back. And what does he do? Every single time. Yeah. He eventually rises to the top of the heap. So, yeah, I've got a lot of time for Oscar Klepom. I would, I would have loved to have seen what he could accomplish if he was healthy for five years and really was able to dig into seasons. Um, two years ago when they made the playoffs, though, who was their top producing defenseman? Yeah, him and uh, the other guy I want to talk about, Andre Sekra. Yep. Um, people say, forget it, Stoff, you're out to lunch, you're overrating the impact of Sekra's loss. It's been the drop-off in Cam Talbot's save percentage in between the pipes. Some might think those two coincide with one another, yeah. you know, in terms of where guys get slotted. Do you have, I mean, I don't know what, personally, I don't know what at this stage of the game, Andre Sekera can do. Put yourself... I'm with you. Like, you know what I mean? 32-year-old yep, defenseman, last two years of base, you know, this is going to be tough again, for and, and they've got to make room for him. It's going to be tough. Again, substantial injuries, too. For a guy that's number one asset was his mobility. Yeah. His brains and his mobility. You know, he was able to elude, get out of the way, handle a puck, sometimes dusted it off a little bit too much for my liking at times, but that's the way he plays. 
And I do think there was a calmness to his game that seemed to to rub off on the other players, and the other defense corps, especially on the team, when Secker was in the lineup. So I, I, I like that aspect of his game. He never really seemed to ever panic. And, and that's, that's contagious. It really is. When you have players like that, and I know as a player myself, you start to get rattled on the ice. And, but it was the guys on the bench that seemed to always be in control and not get rattled that settled you down on the bench as well. And that, that's really important, especially from a defense corps. I believe you have to have that mentality. Um, a calmness and quietness to your game. And I don't mean that saying that you can't be assertive and physical and nasty. I'm saying that when you're on your heels, you weather those storms accordingly. And I think that's something that Secura could bring to the table. But I agree with you. I'm not sure. I, there's a big question mark for him with me because I he came back, and I know he wasn't 100% when he came back, and he continued to push it. He wasn't the Secura we saw two not years even, ago. Not even close. And I, and I don't know if he can get back to that caliber. I'm telling you, father time eventually catches up to everybody, but it certainly met, catches up faster when you have substantial injuries that he's had. And I wish him all the best. I, I, I love the fact that he wants to come back and he has a desire to come back and he's hungry. But at the same time, I, the only thing that I can say, Bob, is that it's, it's a big question mark for me. It'll be interesting to see how this pans out. Uh, goalie's got to stop the pucks too. The save percentage over the last ten games yep. not pretty, and it's both guys. Like both guys got. I know Koskinen's got you the contract, but yep. Talbot's still playing. For, you know, you got to win, right? You can't win when your goaltenders aren't playing to their capabilities. When the goal when the goaltenders aren't stealing a game here and there, and aren't giving you a huge opportunity. Now they have in portions of those games. So I want to make that clear that in portions of those games that they lost, they were outstanding. There was times in games they've lost in the last 10 where if it wasn't for the goaltender, it could have been five, six goals in a period against. Easily. Easily. So I don't want to discredit that. So they're doing their best to try and stand in there. They certainly have to be better. And it's that one goal a game that just has to be stopped that isn't getting stopped right now for me. Take that out of the equation. It's a different battle. But in the same sentence, I'm going to say this. And I've always, I've never really been a guy that's and for me, listen, a goaltender needs to make the saves. And there's bad goals. Every goaltender gives up bad goals, even the best goalies in the game. The best goaltenders, though, make the right saves when they need to. And that's what the goaltending has to be for Edmonton right now. They're not going to stop everything. So if people think they're going to step in there and you can't get a BB by them every night, forget about it. Make the stops you need to make in crucial times in the game, period. And then after that, they need some protection. They need guys battling harder in the slots. They need guys battling harder in front. And they need the entire team in front of them to play a stingier game. Simple as that. It goes back to what we first talked about with Ken Hitchcock. This isn't rocket science. Go out there and grind and outwork the opposition and make it really difficult for them to go through bodies to get shots on your net. Period. And they were doing that. They were doing that for a real solid stretch. I believe they were 9-2-1 in that stretch. And they did a nice job of it. They need to get back to that. And if they do that, hey, roll the dice and take your chances. That's all you can do in the season. And I like what Connor McDavid's saying right now. I hate the fact that he was barraged with questions at the All-Star game. I thought it was just not very classy of people to continue to barrage him with questions about what's going on in Edmonton when he's trying to celebrate a half season at the All-Star game. I'm sorry. I know I'm part of the media. I know we all have a job to do. But he said it right away. Listen, I want to just enjoy my time here. And what do they do? They continue to ask the questions that they asked him a couple of days previous, like enough, like just 
let the kid enjoy the few days there that he's going to have with the best players in the game, which all it is is a publicity stunt for the game, and they want to enjoy the time and come back. But I like what he's saying right now. I like the fact that well, he's under, saying, listen, understand we're going to grind. Under, we're going to grind. Understand the egos of the personality involved, too, right? Like, you got guys, some of whom coming in from Toronto, this is an easy fallback. Oh, he can't be happy once. You know what? I'm going to go. Well, I wasn't there yesterday when he addressed this, so I'm going to ask well, him you know again. What? You know what? I, I get that, Bob. Right. Here's the thing. Here he is. We're not disagreeing. Yeah, we're not disagreeing, Louie. I get it. You're right. Here he is going to the All-Star game, giving his time to promote the game that he loves and he's playing that he's worked his whole life to get to. And was there one question asked about him, about who he's most excited to play with, what he's looking forward to, about his season as far as him statistically himself individually, still in the hunt for a third art roster if he went? Not one question about that. And I'm sitting there going, he tried to deflect it early. And, you know, he's a little bit too nice, I think, at times with us in that regard. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you what. Listen, it was, it, you know what? It, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm going to tell you right now it did. Maybe that's my protective nature from what I played. But I'll tell you what. I looked at it and I said, hey, you know what? He's answered your questions politely. You say he doesn't really want to talk about that now. And ask him later if you want to. And they, they kind of didn't relent. And I, kind of, I could see the look in his face like, you know what? I thought I already said I didn't really want to talk about this. And yes. He was nice about it, which I don't know if he should have been. Well, you know what? Uh, there were people there both days that are feeling the same way as you, right? Like the guy the guy doesn't get in for the first day of him and then does the second day. It doesn't take the time to watch his availability. Like I can tell you, Lou, you've seen me do it. You've seen me apologize to Todd McClellan or Ken Hitchcock and say, you know, my apologies if you addressed this yesterday late afternoon, which would be during this show, right? So if he has a practice, because the practice starts at 11, uh, gets done at 12, the availability takes it place at 12.30. If I don't have time to go through and check out the uh, uh, Oilers' website to see you know, Hitchcock or McClellan's availability, I will apologize if their theme of that question was asked the day before, before I ask it. So, he get, okay, I get it. And I'm not asking him a conflicted question about whether or not the player, you know, you really want to stick up with. And it's such a tired Toronto narrative, right? That's the irony. And it is usually, I mean, the, there's been a guy from Rogers Sportsnet from your affiliate, your affiliation that took a shot at the Oilers on uh, Twitter. And by the way, his tweet came down. A uh, guy from the Hockey News who's been hey, all over Edmonton. Like I said. I get it. I know we have a job to do respectively yep. in the roles we do. Right. I'm not. I'm not denying. But that. it is some tired, questions, isn't it? Some of the hey, some of those questions are are not easy to ask. Either. Yeah. You know what to step in front of there. I understand that, and some of the guys are great at what they do. But that it's already time, been asked that, the day time, before. Yeah. At that time, I was like, okay, he's already politely asked you not to talk about that, and it was just continuing to badger and trying. And I'm like, you know what? He's here again representing. You see, guys ducking out of this All Star game all the time. He enjoys it. He's with the best players in the game. He's having a good time. That's what this is all about. If you think it's anything more than that, then don't even bother watching because that's not what it's about. It's about, you know, I believe it's about giving the guys a pat in the back at that stage of the season and the seasons they're having, letting the fans be involved to choose some of the guys they want to get in there, whether you like or not the system, which sometimes I don't either, but it is what it is. Go out there, have some fun, some jolly. I mean, listen, yeah, you can critique and make changes in some of the skill competitions, all that. I understand all that. This is about getting the best players together at one place, a lot of media attention, you know, some new technologies and all that kind of stuff. It's just a good time to get together and give the rest of the league a little bit of a break. I think it's still very important to have that and showcase that. 
and he's there, you know, putting on a smile, putting on his bright face for everybody, and all they want to do is is, is land base on these questions. I'm not listen. I'm not making excuses or nothing for what's happened to, to this point in the season. All I'm saying is, there's a time and a place, and that wasn't the time. All right. Well, I appreciate your uh, perspective on this, Louis. Um, hey. Enjoy uh, enjoy your opportunity to see uh, Jake play, and uh, you'll be catching up with us on the road where or at home. Uh, what's, uh, what's I'll see you at home you versus got... the Hawks. So uh, Drew's doing the – I'm assuming Drew's doing the next couple of games or at least one of the next yep. two games yep. uh, on the road trip, so we won't see you on the road trip. And, Louie, I, I have something that you've been waiting for for a long time. So, Okay. I'm excited. You should be. Thanks a lot. That's Louis DeBrus <laughs> from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 12.53 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.56 in Edmonton. Take the family to the beach during the spring break with great deals. Fun in the sun destinations. Start planning today. Port of Iowa to 1545. Riviera Maya, 1699. Honolulu, just 1875. These four and five star packages include accommodations, airfare, taxes, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For reservations, call the travel experts at New West Travel or book online at uh, newwesttravel.com. All right, let's get to some text in our Heartland uh, Ford text line. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton. Louis DeBrusque is bang on. The Eastern media are relentless on McDavid, trying to get him to say something derogatory about his situation. They are blanks. <laughs> you can text us at 630-630. Uh, Hawes says, uh, sounds like Louis needs to sit down with the Hockey Writers Association and give him a stern talking to about these quote-unquote inappropriate uh, questions. This text comes in out of Edmonton. Maybe if the Oilers were asked hard questions at any point in the season, instead crickets from the Edmonton mainstream media. Well, that's your opinion. I'm telling you right now, there's lots of questions that are tough questions for guys to deal with at times. Uh, You're right. The TSN guys are terrible. Who would want to ever play around the Toronto Sports Network? So annoying. There's some solid people with TSN. Let's establish that. However, I I just will say this. There is a thing, you know, there's rights holders. Like TSN, as an example, are the rights holders the rights holders to the Ottawa Senators. Okay? Ottawa has had a very challenging 18-month period. I don't think there's any debate about that. I'm not quite sure everybody in Ottawa... Uh, has Ottawa received a free pass from their rights holders? No. But there's been some tough times there. We talk about this all the time. And people, like, look at Hockey Canada and TSN. Okay, Hockey Canada, you know, there's criticism of players. Is there criticism of management and coaching? Some individuals at TSN, and I'm talking TV, I'm not talking local radio. Is there criticism nationally of the, from the guys that work the broadcasts of the performance? Some of those guys criticize, some of those guys don't. Read between the lines on what's criticism as well. When When you say a player knows he needs to play better, Sometimes you get the player coming up to you going, hey, I heard on your radio show you say I, I needed to play better. Yeah, you need to play better. <laughs> Figure it out. 12.59 at Edmonton. Louis was fired up, though, in that segment. That was good. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. She needs to up her game, too, and so does that Brigham Young football program. I'm not sure what happened to them. They were pretty good back in the days of Lavelle Edwards. Brian Burke from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, fast becoming one of our most popular guests up next.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.